Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Thank you for laughter in this place tonight. We are a family. Not only us who calls ourselves members in this church, but everyone. Anyone that loves Jesus or is on a journey of discovery. We are a family. We are a family that at certain times we have great laughs. Maybe like tonight or over this, like over the weekend. We're a family that sometimes we cry together. We're a family where sometimes we have clarity, where we know what the next step is and everything seems crystal clear. Like in the beginning of a marriage, you just know this is right and you, the future is bright, almost the future is pregnant with expectation and sometimes we're a family and we have unanswered questions, yet we are a family and we have a great father. And here we are, to continue to be a family. So lead us, our Father, our Dad, and help us to be a great family unto you and unto one another. Amen. I'm making you talk a lot, but I want to do it one more time. Don't, won't you just turn to someone sitting next to you, maybe your friend or your spouse, and just, and just ask them, hey, just, just tell me something that comes to mind about uh, the home you grew up in or your upbringing, the family. What is your perception of family? Just quickly ask someone. Yes, let's go. One, two, three. What is your perception of family? What does family means to you? You know, some of our family members, they only have a relationship with us because they have to, because we're their family. But let me tell you what, Jesus came for us, amen? He's the perfect family. And just maybe a word of encouragement, if there's anyone here that when you hear the word family, it's almost like you get the shivers, because uh, maybe it's, it's not a great experience. I just want to tell you that God loves you dearly, and He will rebuild and reconstruct what family ought to be starting with your relationship with him and maybe if you're new around here and you move to Secunda maybe this congregation can help can help be a part of that amen I want to read for us from Revelation 5 and God is doing a very deep work in our church at the moment our worship team they are going off the songs not with Typically the best beat, but with the most substance. And if it sings nicely, then that's a bonus. I just want to honor them. Um, can we just give that, this worship team a clap? It'll be great. Thank you for feeding us with, with spiritual nourishment, with protein. You're not going to awesome. You're not awesome. like lekker. But it's not, there's no sustenance in it. Um, I was just thinking when I came here tonight and I was looking at the band, almost everyone of 
I think Hum is the freshest member in the band, and that's about six years. I think in all of the shofars, we had the most caps on the stage tonight. Um, Carl, Carla, and Estelle, nearing 10 years of almost week in, week out, just worshiping God. It's way beyond a feeling. It's a calling. Um, and thanks for leading us. We really appreciate you guys. Is he worthy is a question we're asking. Um, you can look in your Bible at Revelation 5 or follow on the screen. I think what I will do is I will read with you on the screen. Then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll. That's what we sang about tonight. Who is worthy to open the scroll? What was that song about? Right? If, if maybe you've read through a revelation of open bar and you'll remember like there's something there with seven seals. That's what we sang about. We actually sang through a scene that played off in heaven. And it's a great scene and we're going to go through it tonight and ask God to do a deep work in each and every heart. Family is great when we have fun, but family gets better when family gets stuck into the good stuff. Because family, that's superficial, where you can only laugh and joke, when that family has to deal with death or with cancer, then the family is not there. Because you have to build depth into a family to be there through each and every time. And that's why we are busy with these kind of things to take us into the place where relationship really, really grows deep and sustainable. Are you with me tonight? Take your lunch and say steak. I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back and sealed with seven seals. Now let me just tell you something or ask you, who is holding that scroll? The one on the throne, Father God. And he's holding it in his right hand. It's not somewhere there in Ifur Portal lying there on the ground because the kids play, played with it. It's in his right hand, all right? And he's holding it because this is a very important document. And we know this because it has not one seal, but seven. Now, in ancient times, there would be a seal on a document, which means only a specific person would have the authority to open and understand the message that was within it because it was written within the context from maybe a king to another king or a king to his most trusted warrior. This scroll does not have one seal on it, seven. <laughs> it is the most mysterious scroll in the history of the world. It's not seven seals from a human king, from Donald Trump. Uh, if Donald Trump sends a letter like this, it's got authority. You can know America will realign according to what is written, what is decreed. Let me tell you what, it doesn't have a patch to this. This is insane. This should blow. This is outside of our minds. The authority and the significance of this scroll, sealed with seven seals, in the right hand of God. The right hand speaks of action. Have you ever heard the term right hand man? The man will get their job done. So here's a scroll that will get the job done. In the right hand of God. It speaks of authority. And it is sealed. 
Let me tell you something about God. Let this blow your mind. If he has decided it and sealed it, so it will be. So it will be. And he has this document in his hand. Let's read on. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? Now, this is two things. This is both an announcement. We're dealing with the scroll here, everyone. But it's also a great challenge. Is there anyone who would like to step up right now before the throne of God? who think himself the authority to come and open the scroll. Right here. Now's your moment. And Afrikaans will say, jy het baie gepraat, maar nou is het tijd om te doen. Doen wat jy gesê het, jy gaan doen. It's almost like this invitation, this challenge floods over the world. Where is the proud now? Who is the king that said, my army will never fail? Who is the man who says, I am a God? Come, now's your time. It's a great challenge. You know, we, we had small group this week and we had a moment where we sang My God is so groot with the children. They loved it. And they know all the sound, the signs and the hands. And, and we loved, it was a great moment. And then we said to them, God loves you so much. He even knows the amount of hair on your head. Can you believe that? And then the one girl said, I know how many hair I have. Veertig en elf. And it's almost like this moment we're dealing with God and no human can stand up and the angel is saying, who wants to come forth? And like we thought will happen, it happens exactly like this. And no one in heaven, listen up, in heaven, not one angel, or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look into it. No one was able. And John writes, and I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And John's upset. And, and we're not told exactly why he's upset, but there's definitely a moment in heaven and the angel's asking, come forth, someone. And for a moment, it looks like there's no one. And I don't know why John is crying. Maybe he's crying because he wants to know what's the content of this very important letter that cannot be opened. Or maybe he's crying because it looks like we have come to a dead end where there's no one that can take the kingdom of God further. For a moment it says no one can. And it goes on. And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Now, listen up. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb. This is the song we did tonight. As though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he went, look, look, no one came initially. There was no one in heaven, on earth, or under the earth. And he went to the right hand of God and he took the scroll. Something happens at this moment that's very important. 
before the scroll is opened, before the content is even consumed. No one knows what it says, what happens. Can we go to the next slide? And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, worthy are you. Is there anyone worthy? Yes, there's one. To open the seals, for you were slain and by your blood ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Let's go on. And you have made them a kingdom and priest to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard around the throne, and the living creatures, and the elders, and the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads, and thousands of thousands. Let's go on. Saying with a loud voice, the worship continues, the scroll is still closed. It was not only about the content. The question was, is there anyone Worthy to take it. And the worship starts. We don't know what's in there. All we know is there's someone worthy. And he just stepped up. The one who said, if I die for your sins, it will surely be forgiven. He spoke the truth. He did not lie. He was not a fraud. Because in this moment, the man that said, when I die and when I rise up again, I will forgive your sins, stepped up once again. And he was worthy. Now in this moment, if this played, played off in the future sometime and Muhammad stepped up, our breath would have been wasted. There's only one in the heavens, on the earth and under the earth. Only one exclusive that could take up the scroll and worship breaks forth before he opens it. And I heard a creature in the heaven and on the earth and under the earth and in the sea and, and, and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne, God and the Lamb, who just stepped up, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. Right. What is written in the scroll? This is very important. The first thing we need to get is, this is a message from God to God. It was sent from the Father and is opened by the Son. It has content. But first thing we have to know is, like Isaiah 55 verse 8 says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my thoughts are higher than yours. So maybe we might have a handle on some of his content, but the point is not that we understand every bit of the content. There's a lot of mystery there. The main thing is that we know the worthy one so that we can worship him in our understanding and in our times of not understanding. That is the point. He's worthy to be worshipped before we understand. That's what happened right here. That difficult thing that happened in your life. I don't know if you're going to get the question, the answer to the question, but here's the thing. I know who deserves your worship while you wait. Amen. God is the author of the scroll and he's in control. Now let's read this together. This is going to shock some of you. But we're talking about a God that's worthy to be worshipped, 
not our little friend from next door. This is God. We're dealing with the one that is worthy. Let's go on. Now I watched when the Lamb opened one of the seven seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, come. He's inviting him to look. Now, listen up. They're not reading from the scroll. I don't know what happens here. Something jumps out from the scroll. There's a vision in the air. The, the whole heaven rearranged, but they see and experience something once the first scroll is opened. And this is what they, the first seal, and this is what happens. And I looked and behold a white horse. It's the first seal. And its rider had a bow and a crown was given to him and he came out conquering and to conquer. Who's that? The lamb himself. It's Jesus. Now, listen up. We see white horses in all these army movies. They were not used back then because a white horse will be a liability in in, during dusk or dawn. They would see it. They will have dark horses. This man doesn't care. He doesn't wear a helmet for war. He wears what? A crown. He has overcome. The first seal tells us that the one we worship has already won. And I can imagine the elders and the living creatures worshiping, just carrying on. Yes, Lord, yes. Victorious is our King Jesus, the one we worship tonight. We're not just singing songs. We're not rehearsing words. We are worshiping the one who comes on a white horse with a crown. Victorious one. The first seal. Is he worthy? He is. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come. And out came another horse, bright red. Its rider was permitted to take peace from the earth so that people should slay one another. That's hard to read. And he was given a great sword. It's speaking about judgment. Now this may look harsh, but there's one righteous judge. There's one who judged with absolute love and precision and his judgment is always right. Let the judgment flow from him. Amen. We are not worshipping our friend from down the road. We are talking about God. Someone will come and judge. Let it be him. What does this tell us? He is in control of the judgment of the earth. And let me give hope already before we go on because it gets worse. He planned that your judgment may fall on himself. Is he worthy? Yes, he is. My judgment will fall on him. We still live in a broken world and we'll experience still the reality of, of lives being born and taken away. One day we won't. We still feel our bodies ache as we live in sin. But ultimately, the greatest judgment of all has fallen on the one who is worthy. And we see this with the second seal. And then it continues. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come. 
And I looked, and behold, a black horse, and his rider had a pair of scales, and in his hand, and I heard what seemed to be a voice in the midst of a four-living creature saying, listen up, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and wine. They're talking about famine. They're explaining there that basic things like wheat and barley, bread and milk, all right, pop, will be super expensive and hard to come by. Even the famines in this world is measured by God. It's not something that falls out of his control. Oops, God came to South Africa, but he skipped Afghanistan or Ethiopia. Everything is measured. Who is in control? I'm asking you, who is in control? The one who is worthy. But listen up. Do not harm the oil and the wine, luxurious items. And what this tells us is there will be a time when those who have nothing will die of hunger and those who have a lot will still have what they have. Which means it actually has been provided for, for the poor, through the one that has wine and oil. And this conversation will happen in heaven. Are you with me? Are you seeing what's happening here? There is more than enough food in the world to feed every person around the world, but there's no generous hearts. I don't want to go into that, but what God is saying is, I know. It was beyond the seal. It's there. There will be times of famine. Let's go on. When he opened the fifth seal, no, where am I now? Oh, verse 7. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come, and I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And its rider's name was Death, and Hades followed him. And they were given the authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with a sword, and with famine, and with pestilence, and by wild beast of the earth. It's judgment that continues, right? God is just saying, I am in control. I am in control. Remember, let the judgment of our sin fall on Christ. Above and beyond, he says, I am in control. No one else can open those scrolls, those seals. Now listen up, very important. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God. And for the witness they have borne. I want to read that again. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God. Every martyr. Every person who was killed for his faith. Where were their souls? Right before the throne. By the feet of Jesus, by the altar. And when the enemy, the devil, or those people thought, let me ruin these people, let me kill them off because they speak of this Jesus, I will make an end to them. They push them into the bosom of God. And there they are, talking, crying out, we'll get to it. Closer to God, ever closer to you. 
And God says, not one of the people who preached my word on this earth was stolen. I was in control. And they will be forever with me. And it goes on. And they speak up from under the throne. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth, even those in heaven, in turmoil of a heartache and the heartbreak of what's happening in the world. They're crying to God. Then they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants, until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete who were to be killed as they themselves have been. This is heavy. Here is nie spook asem. Versies, geen versies spook asem. Here is nie spook asem gedagtes nie. This is mature things. We are very arrogant if we deem ourselves above these things while our brothers at this moment are experiencing tribulation like this in other places of the world. Amen? But God has a word to say. There will be a time when it's complete and the full number of martyrs have entered to that lovely place there by the altar. Once again, God says, I am in control. Is he worthy? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. When he opened the sixth seal, I looked and behold, there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth and the full moon became like blood and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as a fig tree sheds its winter fruit when shaken by the gale, and the sky vanished like a scroll that is being rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth and the great ones and the generals and the rich and the powerful and everyone, slave and free, hid themselves in the caves among the rock of the mountains, calling the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him. And speaking about that final judgment coming one day, and once again, remember, God has made provision for each one that the mountain that was supposed to fall on you can fall on Christ. Isn't that amazing? So for the one that is saved, that knows this, if you ask, is he worthy? He say, yes, he is. Yes, he is. He took what was mine to pay and paid himself. My savior. Yes, he's worthy. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who can stand? Now listen up. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth. Look at, look at what these angels are doing. That no wind might blow on the earth or sea or against any tree. Then I saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun with the seal of the living God. And he called with a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm earth and sea, saying, do not harm the earth or sea or the trees 
until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. Okay. I don't think Scripture is trying to tell us we're going to get special signs as yet. What this is telling us is as God looks over the earth, He knows who His children is. And every wind coming in this life, on this earth, while we experience difficult time, every moment of judgment and every moment of when God acts is measured over your life by the one who holds the scroll. I want to tell you that God does not lose control when you face a difficult situation. And we have some of those in our church. I'm not going to name them. But we are dealing with things that for the human heart cannot fathom. It is not because God has lost control. He never does. Who holds the scroll? The one on the throne. He seals them with his authority. And only the son has the privilege to see what's in there. To open it. God is in control. We don't worship to feel better. Maybe we start there when we are young. We don't worship, listen up, to get a husband. We don't worship to get a bucky. We don't worship to redo our kitchen. We worship because he is worthy. And the judgment that was ours fell on him. So I'm going to ask you, Shafa Sukuna, is he worthy? Yes, he is. Let him take care of your marriage, yes. Let him take care of your kitchen. Oh, he loves your kitchen as well, okay? He wants you to drive well and safe. But that's not why we worship. We don't do transactions with God. Well, if you can open a seal, then you can do transactions with God. We are here on earth and God is in heaven and we worship him. And when we get that position with God, there is a joy that jumps from our hearts that the world cannot understand. And that's where God is leading this congregation. We will, enter the, we will exit this church on Sundays and we will be happy because we had the opportunity to worship together. Once more. We will be glad when we go to bed when we were together with our brothers maybe on a Wednesday. Not because of all of the breakthroughs. We're happy because of that as well. But we'll be happy just because we had the opportunity once again to worship the one who is worthy. That's God we serve. He does not compete with Satan. Let me just tell you that. God is not in an arm wrestle with Satan. He can't even open one seal. God is not in an arm wrestle with Muhammad. He's not in an arm wrestle with anything out there. He doesn't do wrestle. He is God and everything else fall. And then he comes to you and says, stand up in my presence, my son. Stand up, I love you. Stand up, I'm with you. I'm your dad. Is he worthy? Yes, he is. 
And that's why this church worship. I've got three things to say tonight. These are not points. It's, they're just something for you to take home. He is worthy. Jesus, the champion, is worthy to be worshipped without a reason more given. He is worthy. The second thing I want to drop tonight is the uncontrollable in your life is controlled by God. Know that. He was not busy with the dishes and forgot about something. So you may worship with peace in your heart. Yes, submit it to it, to him, pray in it, intercede, warfare. And when you have done what you can do, you just say, Lord, you are in control and you sleep in the arms of the everlasting one. And then lastly, fear nothing and obey with courage. What have you to fear? Come on. What have you to fear? What have you to fear? God did not drop the scroll and then Satan picked it up. He's got it. Live wildly. Live flat out. Worship him. Never give up. Base your faith on what happens in the throne room of God, not on Facebook. Base your faith on what's written in the Bible, not on what your squinma says. She doesn't wait for you one day at the gates of heaven. You worship God. You fall, fall before him because it is your relationship with him. And then you go and love squad more. Amen? Let's stand up and respond tonight. While we are standing, let's, if, if you feel comfortable, you, you don't have to, I don't want to force you, but if you, if you don't have any injuries and you are free, just close your eyes and lift up your hands. I know it's nothing magical when you lift up your hands. It doesn't mean you're suddenly a worshiper, but it's just a sign of acknowledging who is above. Let's have our hands up. Lord, you are above this congregation you are above we are below we have our hands in the air young and old those of us that's still in school and those with gray hair you are the father of us all and we worship you in this place we say you are worthy where you are standing in your own words I want you to Tell him that he's worthy. Pray in your own words. Tell him, Yere, he is waardig. You are worthy of my praise, of my day, of my morning, of my marriage, of my resources. You are worthy. I surrender everything to you. Oh, Jesus, thank you that the judgment that were to fall on me fell on you. I lift my hands. Where else will I go? Discovery Health Momentum can't save my soul. Only you can. 
I'll worship you. Worship you in this place. You can lower your hand as we just express worship to God for another moment. Just stand if you can.